This is the Friday, December 10th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We'll set you up in about 10 minutes. Of course, it's Mike Clay and Anita Mark, so we go a little over everything you need to know heading into this weekend's slate of games. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. As always, we look back before we look forward. Week 13, we went 10 and 8. Okay, nothing to uh, write home about, but still, you know, listen, we were uh, we had more we had more wins than we did have losses, Mike. That's for sure. So we're mm-hmm. 180 correct out of 313 on the season. So we're sitting at 58%. And again, in our industry, we know. If you're anywhere between 56 and 58%, you're winning people money. So, and, and, and that's that's what we strive to do here. Right, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's getting uh, tougher this time of year too. I mean, we're not, our pool of bets is a little smaller, actually a lot smaller. Uh, a lot of, there's been a lot of questions with players on the COVID list and injuries. It's been kind of overtaking the league. So our pool of bets has been smaller and we're not just going to force them, right? We're not just going to come out here and just give you anything just so you have things to bet. We want the best possible bet. So with the smaller pool means smaller, uh, fewer options, but uh, we're still hitting at a positive rate and that's what matters. All right, let's kick it off with the game that I think everybody, to me, I think it's the best. I, I think you, you can argue Arizona and the Rams, but to me, it's the Bills and the Tampa Bay Bucks. That four o'clock game, few prop bets. I'm, I don't have a side here. I'm going strictly, if you, if you read our column, which of course hits every Friday afternoon on ESPN.com, the chalk site, uh, I don't have a side in this in this matchup, but I've got a slew of prop bets. First and foremost, Tom Brady, brace yourself, Mike. I'm going under, under 303 oh. and a half passing yards for Tom Brady. This Bills defense, uh, much different than the defenses that he has faced the last few weeks. He's been sitting back there baking s'mores uh, for the holidays. Uh, <laughs> listen, this is this is a Buffalo team. They get after the quarterback with a 30% pressure rate. And uh, quarterbacks are only averaging 60% completion percentage. So um, I think this this number is really inflated in regard to, I think, the kind of game that Brady is about to face against that Bills defense. I do believe that they're going to rely on the rushing attack, which they have. And Fournette has been the guy. So I like over 55 and a half rushing yards for Fournette. Um, Also, Josh Allen, I believe he's going to tuck it and run quite a bit in this matchup. I've got him over 32 and a half rushing yards. And last but not least, Mike Evans, anytime touchdown at plus 117. As we know, Tredavious White is out. Dane Jackson more than likely is going to get that matchup. And uh, let's be honest, there's not a DB on the Bills defense that even, I think they all come up to Mike Evans' belly button. So I I do believe that Mike Mike Evans scores a touchdown this week. What do you have in this game? Yeah, so, uh, by the way, quick note on Brady there. Yeah, the Bills have not allowed a 300-yard passer this season. So, if Brady mm-hmm. gets to this line, that's going to be the first one of the year. So, interesting one to watch for sure. Uh, mine is Chris Godwin under seven and a half catches. Now, um, part of this is a little gamesmanship here, right? So, um, seven and a half catches. You know, that means you have to get to eight, obviously. That's a that's a big number. That's a lot. And that's a lot. It, it is. And, in fact, believe it or not, Anita, I was on this last night. with. Uh, we're taping this on Friday. I was on this with Justin Jefferson. And it may not have seemed like it if you watched that game, but he did go under the mark, again, because it is such a high mark to hit. Now, check this out. I look back at this season, and there have been seven and a half uh, – or, excuse me, there have been 21 – props this high seven and a half at Caesars this season 16 have gone under and of those 21 12 times my projection was below the line 11 of those 12 
went under. So again, I'm under on Chris Godwin here. His line is seven and a half. Uh, I think he falls short. You know, I know he had 15 catches last week. It was a very easy matchup. We knew it was a plus matchup going in, um, but that's only the fourth time he's done it. And he's only done it six times in 28 games since Tom Brady joined Tampa Bay. It's just too low of a hit rate. History says this is a high bar to hit. And they're playing Buffalo, to your point, even without Tredavious White. I mean, that's not going to affect Chris Godwin. He plays in the slot anyway, so that doesn't really mean much. He's going to see Teron Johnson, who's terrific. The Bills have allowed the fewest pass completions in the league this season, and then only two receivers, two, have caught eight passes against them in a single game this season. I'm at 6.3, well below this line. I like this one a lot. I like that. The Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I'm, I'm going to – I'm <laughs> you and I are on different sides of one prop bet. And I, and, and I want you to sell me on not betting it. So I'm okay. going to save it for last. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, let's, let's go with Pringle. He definitely has become the second wide receiver of choice in regards to target share and in routes run uh, in that Kansas City wide receiving course. I like over 23 and a half receiving yards. I think this number is quite low. I think for sure he will reach that. And also I have Hunter Renfro over receptions. That number has not hit yet. I know the over receiving yards has, and you have a prop bet there, but for some reason, I don't know, you know, like I, I just, I like his over receptions. If there's somewhere around, you know, I would imagine like five and a half, I'll take the over. Uh, he's just been a target monster. Uh, the chemistry between him and, uh, and Derek Carr has, has been pretty significant, but again, that number has not hit yet. Um, my line of demarcation is five and a half. We'll see where, where, when, and where it does come out. But I know that you like the over in receiving yards. We'll get to that in a second. But the one prop bet that we differ on is Josh Jacobs over 95 and a half rushing and receiving yards. You can get that at minus 105. I'm on the over. Mike is on the under. I just feel with Kenyon Drake and Jalen Richard out, I think that he's just going to be it in that backfield. And I think he's going to get a ton of volume. Kansas City's defense has been playing really well as of late. I think Derek Carr is going to be looking to get the ball out early. I think he's going to be looking Josh Jacobs' way. So that's why I'm on the over. But I'm going to give you the mic, Mike Clay, and I want Mm. you to convince me otherwise. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to for two reasons. First of all, when I wrote this initially, I I wasn't sure on on Jalen Rashard playing or not. If he does play, um, I like it. Uh, more if he doesn't, which it doesn't seem like he's going to, it appears it was a positive test. So I don't think he's going to, so I don't feel as good about it. Um, also the line's going down right now. It's closer to 89, 90 in that range. And again, I don't feel as strong about it. Um, but the reason essentially is, you know, last week he had 13 carries and a career high nine targets, right? So when into any time a player, hits a career high in a category. You generally expect it to come back to earth a little bit, right? That's almost always what happens. And even in that scenario, he was short of this line. He had 90 yards. That's the line we're talking about is 94 and a half. So that was my uh, initial thought process. I mean, he has 95 scrimmage yards only twice this season. And one of those, he was right on 95. So he's generally been well below this line or close to it. Um, and if you go back even to the beginning of last season, you know, he's, he's gotten to 95 yards in only seven of his last 25 games. But again, to your point, um, you know, if, if Richard is out uh, and joins Gert Drake, which seems to be the case, it's going to be tougher because Jacobs could play a pretty substantial role here. Uh, Peyton Barber will be a factor, but uh, it's going to be, it's a close call now. So some variables have changed a little bit. So I wouldn't bet the over, I wouldn't go that way, but um, I would perhaps stay away from this one. So that's um, my thoughts you know, on, uh, 
that's my thoughts on on Jacobs. Nothing really, nothing really quick before really quick before you move on to Hunter Renfro. You know, th- yeah. there's been some, there's been some talk in regard to you know with Gruden gone for whatever reason. Gruden was in love with Peyton Barber, so that's another thing with Gru- with with Gruden gone. You know, if even though Peyton Barber is is on the roster, that there's folks because he's gone are expecting Jacobs to get really the the lion's share of all the touches. So, and if that line is moving down, let me ask you this. How far, how low does that line need to go for you to bet it? To bet the um, I would say, let's see, it's at, it's around 89 right now. Man, uh, with Rashard out, I'm probably, I'm, my projection will probably come in around 86 to 80, 88, probably in that range. So okay. I'm probably not betting this one unless it, right, it fell curious. pretty substantial. Just curious. Okay, give yeah. us your uh, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, so uh, check this out. On uh, You and I are both on Daily Wager Sunday mornings, and um, I had hit nine straight best bets, right? I was on a hot streak, and I took an under on Darren Waller a couple weeks ago, missed it, ended my streak. Then I got back on track two weeks ago with a Baker Mayfield prop, so I'm all right here. We'll start another streak. And what happened, Anita? I took another Raiders under last week with Hunter Renfro, and I lost again. So uh, maybe I should stay away from the Raiders' best bets going forward, but I do still have a run Renfro under on the books, uh, under 68.5 receiving yards. Um, look, I, again, we're in another situation where I'm fading career highs, right? He hit a career high in targets and receptions last week and had 102 yards. Uh, that's what it took to, to lose that best bet. I, I got it wrong, fine, but you know he's gotten to 100 yards in two straight games after doing so in only two of his first 39 games, and his targets are not up massively. Like I just mentioned, he had a, a career high 10 targets, but you know he's been in that vicinity. He has seven plus in eight of his first 10 games, right? So he got to that mark. I get it. Um, his air yards are up quite a bit, but he's caught 89 percent of his targets over the last two games, right? That's he's had to hit these extremes in order to these unsustainable extremes, I should say, in order to pull off what he does the past couple of weeks. So I'm essentially expecting him to come back to earth a little bit. You know, he's playing at a ceiling the last couple of weeks. I think he comes down a little bit. Um, This is his highest prop of the season too, as well, which is something else I like to fade. And uh, they're playing the Chiefs, of course. I mean, they've allowed the ninth fewest yards to receivers this season. In fact, they played in week 10. He only had 46 yards on seven catches in that game. So uh, again, my projection kind of close here but uh, I do like the under. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, Baltimore Ravens in the Cleveland Browns game. Uh, I do like the Lamar Jackson over 63 and a half rushing yards. Listen, I'm the biggest Lamar Jackson fan. When he was coming out of college, I said that he was going to be the best quarterback. I was thrilled when the Ravens traded back into the final, the bottom of the first round and, and drafted him. And I love the offense that they put around him, but Mike, there's something wrong with his passing offense. I mean, it's just, it's sloppy. It's ugly. Um, he's throwing interceptions. I just, I, I think, I think they're going to have to, you know, ground and pound it. So I like the over 63 and a half rushing yards against a blitz happy Browns defense for sure. Um, also keep an eye on the active inactive list for the wide receiving core for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know for sure prior to us taping this, I know that um, Bryant has already been ruled out because of the ankle looks like Najoku potentially might be out as well. If that's the case, you've got Jarvis Landry. Look at these pedestrian numbers, Mike, over and under four and a half receptions over under 56 and a half receiving yards. So um, if Nojuku is out, I I like the over on that. And also I'm going to keep an eye on the Donovan Peoples Jones and the Austin Hooper uh, prop bets as well. 
because it doesn't look like, um, and, and I, and I know that the Cleveland Browns are a run first team and, and hunt is back. So it's hunt, um, you know, in that backfield with that one, two punch, uh, I, I get that, but you know, you got to pass the ball sometime and you need a warm body and there's not many for, uh, for, for Baker Mayfield right now. So as of right now, the, the prop bets that are out are is Jarvis Landry over under four and a half over under 56 and a half. I'm taking the over in those, but I'm going to keep a close eye on the, the, the active inactive list on Sunday for Njoku and, uh, and see if the, any prop bets with, uh, DPJ or Austin Hooper, um, are, are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, interesting. Yeah, intriguing, right? <laughs> tempting. And, tempting and, is the word I was looking for, Mike. Tempting. There you go. And they should tempt you with uh, the way the Ravens have played against perimeter receivers this season uh, and re- receivers in general, not to mention they're down Humphrey and Marcus Peters now. It's a mess in that secondary. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm on Peoples Jones and Fantasy this week. So uh, like that. Um, I have a few in this game as well. Uh, I like uh, Devontae Freeman on the other side. You talked about Lamar Jackson running the ball. How about Freeman over 12 and a half carries at plus money? Look, he's gotten to 13 carries in three straight games and four of his last five. And one of those games was 16 carries against these same Browns back in week 12. Uh, a running back has reached 13 carries in nine of Cleveland's 12 games against them this season. So uh, it's not a, not a super high bar and he's their lead back. So um, I do like that one for Freeman. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Sammy Watkins over two and a half catches. Uh, look, I mean, you look at his game so far this season, there were two games where, you know, one, he got injured and then he came back a few weeks later and was limited. If you forget about those, since he didn't play the full game, he's gotten to three catches in six of his seven full games this season. Right. So now he's playing the Browns. Uh, didn't run, run many routes when they played two weeks ago, but uh, generally does run about 28, 29 routes a game. So uh, this one I like because it's plus plus one fifty. You're getting a really nice return on it. So, I like the over two and a half catches here for uh, Sammy Watkins. And then one more I'll throw at you here. Um, Baker Mayfield, over 30 and a half pass attempts. We're in this one at even money. Again, this was my favorite bet two weeks ago when these teams played. It was 27 and a half. It was, it was easy. It was an easy over, and he crushed it. Um, he had, uh, I think it was, what do you have, 30, uh, 41? I think he had 41 pass attempts in that game. Or, oh, 37. He had 37 pass attempts, so almost, uh, r- roughly 10 above the line in that game. You know, he's averaging 28.4 a game this season, but he's gotten a 31 and five of 11. Uh, It's more like a 50-50 proposition. But again, the the Ravens really good against the run. People don't run against them. They attack through the air. And that's what I expect Cleveland to do. You know, there's been some chatter. They're going to try to feature the run game. I get that. But that's just not really how you attack this Ravens defense. If they come out doing that, they're just playing right into Baltimore's hand. So uh, the the Ravens, by the way, Anita, 31 or more pass attempts facing 10 of a 12 games this season. No one's been under 28. So I think there's a pretty good chance Baker gets to this mark, barring a, an, a lead, an early lead by Cleveland where they're just ahead throughout the game. If that doesn't happen, I think uh, Baker gets there. All right. New Orleans and the Jets, you know me, I'm a huge Taysom Hill fan. So um, over 54 and a half rushing yards. Uh, also, I like any time touchdown at plus 150. Um, put up, obviously, as we know, over 100 rushing yards last week. Obviously, that's what he does best. The Jets' rushing defense is quite awful. And with uh, with Deontay Harris now suspended, needs some warm bodies to throw to. Traquan Smith, over 18 and a half receiving yards. Again, that number seems very pedestrian to me. You can get that at minus 110. What's your prop bet in this game? 
Yep. Uh, t- I'm going to Taysom Hill over one and a half passing touchdowns. Look, he's made five NFL starts. He has exactly two touchdowns in all five of those games, and three of them were two passing touchdown games. So, uh, and that, by the way, includes last week against the Dallas Cowboys, a game that he threw four interceptions and still had a uh, pair of uh, passing touchdowns and over 100 rushing yards. And uh, the other part of this is the Jets. They've allowed at least two passing touchdowns in eight consecutive games. So it's a terrific matchup, and we're getting this one at plus 165, so like it a lot. Uh, Atlanta and the Carolina Panthers, uh, they're coming off of a bye. They've got a new off- offensive coordinator. Reason why I'm told the old the other one was uh, was fired was because they weren't running the ball enough. Okay, give me Cam Newton anytime touchdown at plus 150. Um, also, I like uh, Hubbard, who now obviously is the lead back in that backfield with no C-Mac, um, over 64 and a half rushing yards at minus 115. What you got? Yeah, Matt Ryan, yes, to throw an interception. We're getting this one a plus money. He has at least one in five of his last seven games. And he's actually been pretty conservative this year, but he's in the 70th percentile in interception rate. So uh, the Panthers, decent secondary. Not a ton of picks this year, but uh, they're just getting healthier in the secondary as they add. Uh, I mean, I know Jackson's out, but they brought in Stephon Gilmore, and he's playing more and more. So uh, like that, like that at plus money. And um, this one I just came across, so nothing in depth at the moment, but uh, – Cordero Patterson under 13 and a half carries. It's just not a mark he has hit very often this season. So uh, at even money in this game, I think uh, under is the strongest play. Uh, Jacksonville and the Tennessee Titans, sneaky good play here. Laquan Treadwell has become the wide receiver of choice for Trevor Lawrence. Um, He's playing 90% of the snaps, running routes on over 70% of the dropbacks. He's averaging six targets per game. Uh, in the last two two games, um, and uh, so I like I like uh, Tennessee. They're giving up eight yards per target to oppo- opposing wide receivers. So Treadwell over thirty three and a half receiving yards. I think this is a sneaky good prop bet right here. Yeah, very interesting. Who would have thought in twenty twenty one Laquan Treadwell would be a feature target for an NFL team? But here we are, Anita. Um, you know, I think the uh, other quarterback in this game, Ryan Tannehill, throws an interception, or at least I like it at plus money. Look, he has 13 picks in 12 games. He has at least one in eight, in eight of the games, including six of his last seven. The interceptions have gone up a little bit since uh, Derrick Henry has gone uh, gone down. Um, it's not, you know, th- he didn't throw many picks last year, but throughout his career, he has thrown them quite a bit. He's been uh, near the top of the league in interception rate. So, um, again, and. I, I just like it because it's plus 140. You know, I'm at my projection comes in at 0.8, right? So uh, it's not a huge gap here. Jacksonville doesn't intercept a lot of passes. I get it. But anytime I see a plus money bet like this on a guy that's thrown a lot, I, I'm going to dive into that one. All right. Last but not least, I, I, I've got a few prop bets out there in games that I know you don't have plays in, but I'm going to I'm going to tee them up for you. And maybe there's one or two that you really like. Um, I, I, I'd love to get your feedback on Dallas and Washington. I'm going uh, Taylor Heineke over 22 and a half rushing yards. I'm also going Terry McLaurin over 62 and a half receiving yards. Um, you've got Dallas, believe it or not, they're secondary. They're giving up over 14 yards per catch to opposing wide receivers. Yeah, you heard that properly, 14 yards per catch. So Terry McLaurin over 62 and a half receiving yards. The Giants and the Chargers, no prop bets out here because there's so many question marks in regard to injuries in, in, in the COVID situation that has hit the Chargers, but I'm looking at some of the prop bets for um, Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley. I think they're both going to do well on Sunday. Um, and last but not least, the San Francisco 49ers against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think George George Kittle, his prop bet has not hit yet, 
But I'm curious when it does come out, the Bengals expect to be without Logan Wilson. So the middle of the field, which is his wheelhouse, is going to be all his for the taking. So um, I, I do like the over with George Kittle in regard to receptions and receiving yards. Again, that prop bet hasn't come out yet. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep an eye on those lines for sure. Um, ten, I, I tend to agree on McLaurin. You know, um, I don't think he'll be shadowed by Trevon Diggs. And even if he is, Diggs is a playmaker, but he does allow uh, a lot, tons in terms of yardage. So I'm not too worried about that. So, um, yeah, like it. Uh, I'll add two on here as well. Patrick Mahomes. I'm looking at the Chiefs game here. Patrick Mahomes over 36 and a half pass attempts. You can get this one pretty close to even money, right? I'm at 40.7 on my projection here. So I like the over. Uh, he blew by this number in the first meeting uh, with the Raiders. And you know what? Um, though I think Kansas City could have a very productive offensive game, they haven't been scoring a lot lately. And Harrison Butker has fallen short of three extra points quite often over their last five or six games. So you can get under two and a half made extra points of plus 140, you know. And by the way, it doesn't mean if they score three touchdowns, he's going to get three extra points. They he could miss one. They could go for two uh, here or there. So again, this at plus 140 is interesting to me. Great stuff as always, Mike. Um, I appreciate you. I, I love doing this podcast with you um, and, and hopefully our listeners do as well. I know it's longer than 10 minutes, uh, but do us a favor. Uh, please don't forget to rate, review, follow us. If you enjoy the show, it helps us out tremendously. And um, good luck in week 14. We're with you each and every Friday, getting you ready for the slate of games each and every week. So we'll talk to you next week. Good luck. Good luck.